In just a moment, you'll hear the American voice of our dear friend, Neil Gamble. And uh, last episode and this and the, and the following two will simply be um, him sharing his heart and conviction in relation to intimacy, walking with God and hearing the voice of God. I trust that you'll not just enjoy it, but you'll find value and understanding for your own faith and mission as God's sent ones into the world. The first thing that you have to understand about listening is that it stems from position. The position you see yourself in and the position you see God in will change your conversation and the way you hear and what you hear. So if you want to start doing listening, you need to find out who you are. It can't be just a position on paper. It can't be something that you just read and acknowledge with your head. You really have to know in your heart that uh, according to 1 John 3, 2 and others is that you are a, a son or daughter of God. You have a position with him that brings you into a place where you live in the house. You don't come into God's presence. You live in his presence. So the, the reality of uh, prayer like Jesus and, and like what Paul says where you pray without ceasing or men should always pray the way Jesus says is the position you see yourself. You need to recognize that you live in God's presence. You breathe in his presence. So your conversation is that of intimacy. Your conversation is one where you're already with the Father. You don't have to go to him. And uh, from that place, then you begin to recognize the reality of the relationship. There are a lot of scriptures that show us we're joint heirs with Jesus, uh, sons of God. Uh, we're created in him, by him, to him, through him. Uh, Jesus uh, speaks in John 17 that uh, we're to be one with him. His prayer was to be one with him, to be like him. Uh, John 20, 21, where he says, I'm sending you in the same way I was sent. Or if you really study it, in exactly the same position, the same anointing, uh, everything being like Jesus. So we have to come to a place where we recognize that. Uh, Galatians 3, 26 through 4, 7. Uh, Romans 8 uh, now we are sons of God and that concept is truly the foundation or should be the foundation of all prayer should be the foundation of all conversations it should be the foundation of our walk um, and it changes things because you're no longer coming from the Old Testament point of view they were servants they were not sons Prophets and men of old, some of them had the Holy Spirit upon them and they were moved by God and spoke. But the rest of the uh, Israelites were servants. So their, their performance was absolutely imperative because if they didn't perform right, um, they incurred God's wrath. We've been moved from that place, yet most of the scriptures we use from prayer come from the Old Testament. And we've missed it because we have to reinterpret those prayers from the New Testament, the position we're in. They're still relevant. They're still examples. They still have uh, a meaning to us. But 
we need to look at them from the position of sonship and not from the position of being a servant. It, it's only when you really understand this foundation and you only understand you really come to the place where you can stand up to somebody and look them in the eye and say, I'm a son of God, and know in your heart that you are not proclaiming something that isn't true. These are the, the that's the starting point. That's the place you have to walk from. So uh, until that's established, until you, you recognize God is not uh, one who is uh, looking to discipline you, but he's looking to love you, you cannot truly see and hear all that he wants. Um, again, that position you see yourself in affects how you listen. You know, if you see, if you're standing in the in the presence of a president of a country, you listen differently than you would if you're standing in the presence of someone who lives on the street. There, there's a whole different scenario in your head. It's not something you have to consciously think about. There's a different importance and a different weight on the words. So, uh, if you see yourself as a son, then. God actually can speak things to you that he would never be able to speak to a servant. Because if he speaks this truth to a servant, it'll lead him to the wrong conclusion. It'll lead him in the wrong direction. And he will operate in what God speaks out of a sense of duty or fear rather than just being a son or daughter. So we have to find a way at the beginning to establish who we are until people really come to the unity of understanding that you can't progress very far. You'll, you'll end up in asking forgiveness of sins and repenting and doing all kinds of, of gestures to make sure that you're in the right spot so God can hear your prayers. Instead of starting from the place that God hears my prayers, we have to enter in and, and, and lay down and confess and then uh, hope that we're in the right place so that if we pray that God will move mountains. I don't think that I can overstate this fact. I think even with the scriptures in 2 Peter 1, uh, 1 through 4, where uh, we're made partakers of the divine nature, uh, we're elevated and seated with Christ in the heavenlies. Uh, we've been given great impressive promises. Uh, all of those things we have looked at from the place of servanthood rather than the position. Um, and and truly, if we if we look at what we've been made into, you know, Jesus was the second Adam, but he restored us to an even greater place than Adam had uh, because we're born. We're not created. We were born. So we actually become offspring of the living God. We become this, this entity that he always wanted, that man truly is created uh, to be. We were created in his likeness, created in his image, uh, given all things that pertain to life and godliness, uh, elevated and seated with Christ, uh, made partakers of the divine nature, sons of God. I'm not the son of God, but I'm a son of God, joint heir with Christ. Uh, now, not later, you know, in, in 1 John 3, 2, it says, now we are sons of God. Sometimes it takes hours or even days to establish that in people's hearts. Um, 
and you have to do exercises. Uh, you can't just speak this. This is not a lecture. You can't lecture somebody to the to sonship. There has to be discussions and and uh, uh, looking at the scriptures and and uh, hearing what the spirit says to tell people really come to the conclusion that uh, they're not worms. They're not the lowest of the low. They're not uh, humility is not being a doormat. It's being a son of God. It's accepting what God says and then walking in that place. So uh, I can't stress this enough because everything that Jesus did was a model of the creation man. He actually came and modeled the original. God in man, man in God. That's who we are. We are exactly like Jesus. We're God men, we're men God in a sense. Uh, I'm not God, but uh, his DNA is in me. Uh, the, the foundation of all I am, uh, as Neil Gamble, comes from my dad. My blood type comes from my dad. You know, the, the whole thing uh, has to be looked at until you finally come to the revelation that truly, truly, we are children of God in a big way. Because that lays the foundation then when you read the Gospels and you look at Jesus' life, which was a model of who we are. Everything that Jesus did, he did as a man. When he walked on the earth, he emptied himself of being God and took on the form of a servant in the sense of a man. He became uh, that which we are. In every way, he was tempted like us. In every way, he walked this walk. He learned obedience by the things he suffered. Uh, he, he was fully man and fully God, but he's fully man on earth. And many, many things he says in the Gospels, he said, so that you might know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins, arise, take up your bed, and walk. You know, uh, there is a constant... Uh, reminder by Jesus that he walking the earth as a man that you know his body was ours uh, he died he he was whipped he was destroyed uh, so uh, in many ways we have we, we look at scripture but we read it from what people tell us instead of what it says that's because we aren't really reading from the position of sons you know, when Jesus says in the scriptures, I didn't come to do my will, but the will of my Father. We tend to glorify that Father, but uh, he is God, but yet he's, he's our dad, and he was Jesus' Father uh, in a real way. Um, when we get into the book of Acts, then it says, This man, Jesus, whom you crucified, has become King of kings and Lord of lords. There are several scriptures through from the book of Acts to the end where it says this man Jesus was high and lifted up, you know, this man. And uh, they re-emphasize what, what Jesus says of himself. So somewhere we have got to find a place where we truly recognize that we are sons of God. Absolute, without a doubt, sons of the Most High God which then can bring us to the place where we can begin intimacy. Not uh, until we recognize that, we have no place to start. You know, uh, Jesus tells us in John 10, my sheep hear my voice. 
you know, the voice of another they will not follow. Well, we have to be of that flock of God. We have to be in that fold of sonship before we can really understand how could Jesus say, I do nothing unless the Father speaks to me. I do nothing unless the Father tells me. And then recognize that when he gets to John 20, 21, where he says, I'm sending you in exactly the same way, that everything Jesus says, everything that is in this Bible must come from that perspective. You read the promises different. You read the commands different. Uh, it, it doesn't become a command that it, it has a hammer at the end of it. It becomes something compulsive because I want to honor my dad. I, I'm in love with my brother and my dad, and of course I'm going to keep his commands, but it's out of a compulsion of our love. I don't obey him to win favor. I don't obey him because I must. I don't, uh, the, t the commandments uh, that he gives us in the New Testament, love God and love your neighbor, are changed. Because I'm in a position then that I can change everything for people. Uh, I'm naturally supernatural in my creation. I'm like Christ. That which he spoke, I can speak. That which he did, not only can I do, but he tells us I'm supposed to do. The things that I do shall you do also. Greater things than these shall you do because I go to be with my Father. Well, where's the Father dwell? The Father dwells in us. His DNA, his heart, his presence. And so does Jesus now. That's He said he's going to go be with the Father. So all of these things point to a different position. And if you really want to find intimacy or find the place to pray from intimacy, this is a priority until you actually can look yourself in the mirror and recognize that you are a naturally supernatural expression of God, the same as Jesus in this age, in this world, you will never attain to that which we're called to be, and you will, your prayers will never have the impact that you're looking for. They won't, because you're, you hear from a different spot, you react differently, your whole life is in a, in, a, in a different place. I don't do ministry. I haven't done ministry for 20 years. I don't, I don't go witnessing to people. I don't, I, I don't go out and make disciples. It's my life. That's who I am. I'm like Jesus. I cannot help but do all those things, but it's because of who I am, not to attain his favor, not to get something from God. I'm doing it because he's dad. And, and in honoring him, in, in loving him, in returning his love to him, because he says we love him because he first loved us. That's, that's just the story of a father and a son. So again, you need to relook at what I've just spoke uh, until it becomes something that is who you are.